Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the build-up here on Balls.ie in partnership with Ladbrokes where we look ahead to the biggest events of the sporting weekend each and every week. And we're doing it with the Premier League and football this week and we're doing it in the company, as always, of Ladbrokes Ambassador, former Republic of Ireland International, Kevin Doyle. Kevin, how are you today? So it's the last week of summer and the, the sun's come out. Yeah, I'm great, mate. The sun is shining. Kids are back to school in a few days. Everyone's happy. <laughs> I had a feeling that might be a positive. <laughs> you hear them in the background anymore, hopefully. I want to start this week. Um, we'll talk about the matches, and you can see there the Ladbrokes 1 2 3 includes Liverpool Chelsea this week, which is already a massive clash this year. Um, in, in just week three of the Premier League. But there's a few things I just wanted to get to first. But the first one is comments yesterday that have gone around the world, really, from Rio Ferdinand about uh, his former teammate, actually, at Man United, Phil Jones, who's obviously still at the club. And United fans are frustrated with that because they don't really see a future in him uh, there. And obviously, there's an idea that he's, you know... Uh, that. There's money being held up in him that could be spent elsewhere. But I just thought the comments from Ferdinand were really, really interesting. I wanted to get your take on them. Uh, I'll just read out a couple of them here. Uh, If I was in the squad with someone like that, I wouldn't talk to them. They are a waste of time. Why would you chat? Uh, why why would you chat to them and give them any any energy? Um, taking it away from my other teammates who are out there to play and go to war for ninety minutes every day. Um, I think he should have gone ages ago. He should have gone before Chris Smalling went. Found find a new club and play some football. And then he's done well. Listen, good luck to him if you can get it. Staying at Man United is a great gig. But I look at him as a person. Are you really happy sitting there all the all these years? Like. I, I, I just wonder what you make of that, if that was coming from a former teammate, first of all, and where you kind of stand on like someone like Phil Jones's position, who's been kind of put in this place. He's not getting a game at United. He's had a lot of injuries. Is that necessarily his fault? No, it's not his fault. He's been very unlucky injuries. He played a lot to begin with, and he was seen as one of the future star, best, I first said future captain, best, possibly best centre-half they've ever had. So um, it hasn't gone to plan, but... You know, Rio Ferdinand isn't sitting in with him in the dressing room or seeing him day to day, so he doesn't know what he's doing. If he's been a negative influence, he could be a positive influence behind the scenes. Who knows? Um, it's not his fault he's been injured. It's not his fault he's been picked. It's not him or his fault that he's been given a four or five year contract after his first contract that brings him up for another year or two. Um, if he believes in himself, which he does, he comes across. He does come across as a decent fella, and if he believes in himself, he thinks, you know what, I can get back to where I was, I just need a decent run injury-free. I just need to get some confidence in form. I can play for Man United again. So that's obviously what he's thinking. Um, you know, just because he's not the star player on the team or he's not playing week in, week out, doesn't mean he's a bad person and he's dragging energy from... You know, that's, to me, a warped way of looking at it. Just because he's not playing, he's I don't have any value in him. He's not in the squad. Um, you know, he... It's, to me, strange comments. Maybe Rio Fernand knows more about it. Maybe he's heard rumours of him being the negative influence, but no one else has heard that, haven't heard anything like that about him, only good things about him. So to come out and say he's, to question him as a person is, you know, his values really because he's not in the first team. Um, you know, just, just, it sort of sums up sort of what's wrong with soccer or football or sports sometimes in that if you're not top player or star, you're worthless to me or the football mm. club. 
get out of here. You're you know you're only a nice person if you're in the team or in the squad playing every week. Yeah. There was like I mean, there's been lots of issues with this over the years. I think of like there was a, a, a famous Alex McLeish uh, bomb squad at Villa, as they called it. But I mean, I know even when yourself, when you're, yourself, I was in a good one, mate. Yeah, good exactly. Like, and it's a pretty, it's yeah. a pretty famous one. And I'm just yeah. wondering, like at, at Wolves, I'm just wondering what you kind of think of like it, it's the narrative around it. It feels to me like fans and sometimes the media can join in on this, tend to take the side of the club. In you know in in, in in this whereas like you don't really think about the individual there's always the the amount of money that people earn is always thrown out rather glibly as if like you don't only have a ten year career as if you don't pay half it in tax so on and so forth but it's like you know there is this sense that you should be playing for half of what you've signed a contract for because I don't really want you here anymore and well, that's, that's the club try to pressure you I think you know and it's just the way it is you have to realize that and not let it affect you too much they try to pressure you into leaving like just in my own situation I you know you brought up I was at Wolves and I'd had a couple of really good seasons at Wolves and there was other teams interested in signing me and it was put to Wolves um, and they were like no you listen you've plenty of years left in your contract we want you to stay you're not going anywhere and I was like, fair enough that's perfectly you know I like I like the club, I like the manager, and yet if that's what you want, I will stay. But then on the reverse, when my form wasn't as good a year or two later, all of a sudden there's you know a different manager comes in, your form isn't as good. You know, they were trying to change things up because we'd been relegated obviously as well and they wanted a fresh start. Um but you know, all of a sudden is we you know, you need to leave now and um, you're in a you're in a squad that was probably seven or eight of us at least who would have been in the first team who all of a sudden we're training at two o'clock, maybe three o'clock in the afternoon every day. Um, we're arriving when all the rest of the squad was leaving. And, and, and you know, all of a sudden the narrative changes and it doesn't matter that you have a contract and we want you out here. And, you know, you're basically portrayed as a, as a hindrance and a bad egg. And, and once you're not wanted, you should leave. But, you know, it works both ways. And if you're a player and you're told you're staying and you're willing to accept that, and, and it should be the same the other way when, when you're not wanted, um, you know, it, to, to, it's it's a it's a you know you're put on a list and you're told in our case we're training changing in the youth changing room by ourselves and uh, at, a, at an afternoon training time so it's you know it's just the way it is and you realize as a professional sports person happens at a lot of clubs but um, mm. people have to realize it works both ways and and, and clubs try to portray it as the innocent innocent one and it's always the professional footballer who's the money grabbing greedy one yeah. but you know. It, the contract suit them when it suits them, and when it doesn't suit them, they try to to uh, coerce you and get everyone against you, and and turn, you know, there'll be different media articles maybe about you and feed to, feed it to the public that you're you're maybe a bad influence or a group of your bad influence and you need them out. So puts you under a bit of pressure. In fairness, in my instance, with Red or with Wolves, I came back into the squad and didn't play again the first team, yeah. and I left on good terms with everyone. But um, I can definitely see how how it can be manipulated and. Uh, you know, players aren't always in the right. There's always, of course, there's players in the wrong, but not always. And uh, clubs have plenty to do with it too. Yeah, I think it's more that there's a warped mentality to assume that the player is in the wrong rather than even looking at the individual thing. Can I just go back on that? I don't want to spend all day in it, but like just, you know, what's the mentality there? Because it is a, it is an awkward situation because you know that if you go off and maybe take the pay cut and go to the championship or whatever, you're good enough to go and earn that or earn your stripes back or whatever and play through what were probably your late 20s at that stage but also there's a right and wrong element to it and you feel wronged so like it it must be a really difficult situation without even know without even saying what the decision was it must be just keeping you up at night thinking like how did i find myself in this position like 
You do. You try to listen. You definitely stress about. Um, and in my case, I did leave. I took a pay cut and left actually um, on loan, and then um, twice on loan. Uh, I took a pay cut to leave, and then I eventually left when my contract was up. So, um, and uh, yes, the thing in your head, you know, as I said, you, you go, well, I stuck around when you, you wanted me to stay, and, and I could have left to, to maybe bigger and better things, and I didn't. I honoured my contract, and now it doesn't suit you, and it does. But in my case, yeah, listen. I'm, you manage it, don't you? Yeah, you turn it. You try to turn everything into positive. You you try to train hard. You try to be fit for when you do move. You know, my kids like very young kids, so I was like, listen, if I'm training at two o'clock in the afternoon, that means I get to spend time with kids in the morning or whatever it might be. You try to you try to spin it whatever way you can, mm. uh, and uh, you know, hope it's not forever. In my case, it wasn't. It was a few lads who were there for for maybe six months or more doing that, uh, and I imagine it was very draining for them, but. Um, you know, everyone moved on, the club moved on, and eventually it was all sorted out. But a uh, strange, strange time. Strange time for all of us because we would have been first team players in the Premier League and, and sort of, you know, regular starters at club and sort of, you know, really, you know, decent, um, most of us decent people, I would say. So all of a sudden to be bombed out like that. But it's professional sport and we hadn't performed. So, um, you know, you can see the club's point of view as well. It's more. How it's portrayed that I think uh, upsets people. Yeah, completely get where you're coming from. Very interesting stuff. Um, one of the bigger talking points uh, so far in the league season, we'll talk about individual clubs' forms every week and we'll get to some of the matches in a few minutes, but has been this idea that the Premier League and the referees have made a conscious decision to let it flow. Is maybe that's that's maybe the hurling parlance for it rather than the football one, but it is it it, it comes to a similar thing. Physicality is back in football, Kevin. Um, and Jurgen Klopp and Oligan Solskjaer don't seem too happy about it because apparently we've gone back 20 years and it's now dangerous play that uh the Klopp accused Burnley of, for example. Uh, where do you stand on it? No, it was great. The games were good, there wasn't much VAR. Um, the, the first few weeks of the season has been really enjoyable. And the Burnley game, I watched that Burnley game against Liverpool, it was just the way Burnley played. They're physical, they're strong. Like, I would have, I talked Klopp and I would have loved them to come afterwards. They won the game, come out afterwards and go, oh, What a test that was! A different type of game, and we managed to come through that. And fair juice to Burnley, they threw everything at us, and that's the way they try to play. I don't particularly like it, but that's how they're going to try to get results against big teams. But we managed it, how good we were to manage that in a different you know, way of playing against us. And we and didn't, he came out and moaned, you know, and all oh, too physical and uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're like, come on. It wasn't that, you know, there were, it was a bit of, listen, what would you call it? A bit of um, just strength, upper body strength from a few players using their, trying to do everything to upset Liverpool. Burnley can't come out and play, play tippy-tappy, whatever you, way you want to put it. They have to be aggressive, strong, trying to settle teams, especially the top three or four teams. They have to come out and have a different game plan. And listen, it was bordering on, bordering on freeze or not freeze at different times. But it wasn't the end of the world. So it wasn't anyone two foot, anyone in the head or anything. It was just big yeah. physical. And Liverpool are well able to deal with it. And Klopp, the one of the reasons I love Klopp as a manager, and you know, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I've loved him as a manager because he isn't like that. He doesn't come out and moan. He isn't the Jose Mourinho or different managers who moan about everything else. He comes out and is usually so positive. And I, you know, it's the one of the things that's needled me with him. In the last six months or, or more, he comes out these interviews have changed now where he's you know finding negatives and positives. He should have been so happy we won the game, tough challenge, fair juice to Burnley, but we managed to overcome their physicality and move on. And he didn't, he brought it up, you know, moaned about it. And now Burnley are going to double down on that the next day, aren't they? They're going mm. to annoy Liverpool. Um, and fair juice, was that like you know, uh, Stoke City used to need Arsenal, didn't they? And he's like, that was a bit physical. Yeah. 
they got results against them. Liverpool won the game. Get on with it. Be happy and and take a massive positive from that. Just disappointed, yeah, in club. I enjoyed the game actually. I enjoyed that game to see a bit of just a bit different, a bit someone trying to do something that's a bit physical. But so what? You're you're professional athletes. You're gym. You're strong. Deal with. Yeah, you kind of think of lads that like you know will go out and injure a player or so on and so forth. That's still going to be dealt with in the same yeah. way. So it's like nothing is going to do any damage in what's being allowed here. It's just whether you're going to win freeze or not. So I can't really see why it doesn't at least help level the playing field some way so that physicality can at least match and have different styles of games. But I was thinking one thing, though, is that players are going to have to get used to this very quickly and cop onto it. I saw there was, not to always bring up the Aston Villa example, Kevin, but you know when Callum Wilson got through in the first couple of minutes, Mings was pushed off the ball. I think fine, but it would have been a free any other time. And he just stopped playing and started running towards the referee. Meanwhile, Callum Wilson should have scored. Players are going to have to really cop on and start playing the whistle like immediately, aren't they? There's, going to, there's a mindset change there. Well, no, but that's always the case. Play the whistle. That was, you know. Yeah. Like, means what's he doing there? You know, absolutely. Going on. Um, your center half, just go till, till it's, if it's going to be reviewed or brought back, worry about it then. But um, go till the whistle blown out with the referee afterwards, you know, trying to force a referee into something. It's a physical game. No one says he can't barge into someone. No one says you can't have 50, 50 tackles shoulder to shoulder, use your body strength, your upper strength. If you can't deal with it, um, it's not going to be a long career for him. Um, center halves give it. And then when they, you know, the amount of shots they give to center forwards in the back of experience it in my career, you know, the amount of, but then the opposite. When you barely touch them, they go down crying like guards. It's amazing how quickly a big man falls and has done for years. It hasn't changed. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm delighted to see. I hope this bit of moaning doesn't change it. I hope mm. you know all it is is a little bit of physicality in a game that you're allowed to be physical in. And and if you're not going to deal with, it, why go to the gym? Why be strong? Why have all these muscles and and go around with your shoulders out and your elbows out and your biceps? Now, if you're not if you don't need them, why why do all that? Just uh, don't don't trot around like you're Mike Tyson. If you're not going to be able to take a few, <laughs> few um few shoulders or a few shots and. Uh, it's enjoyable. I, I like the physical side of football. Um, and I'm not talking about elbows to the head or, you know, knee-high tackles or breaking people's legs. Just a bit of strength, upper body strength, hold people off, you know, using your... It's another skill, you know. If you're able to do it right without fouling someone, it's a great asset to have. And hopefully we'll see a bit more of it. Yeah, well put. Um What's it? Weights for dates was the expression back in the day, but uh, as opposed to for strength. Um, before we get to the one, two, three games, then the Ireland squad's being announced tomorrow. Um, it's, it's a massive triple header coming up. We'll talk about it more next week. We've got Portugal, Azerbaijan, and Serbia, both at the Aviva Portugal away. Obviously, it's the first game at zero points from two games. Like Stephen Kenny has such a massive week ahead of him squads being announced i'm just wondering where you think we are form wise because it, it has been a weird one we've got probably less premier league players than we've ever had before shane duffy back in form is like everybody is so happy to see that from a personal and a ireland point of view but you know after that you know you've had the likes of darrow shea drop down john egan drop down um you've had even like you know uh gavin bazuna and troy power have been playing really well in league one there's players in form which is unusual going into an Ireland squad of recent, the last couple of years, but they're doing it probably at a lower level. I'm just wondering, would you prefer, if you were going into the Ireland squad, if you were picking the Ireland squad, would you rather lads were scoring goals, even if it was in League One, than sitting on the bench? I really don't know. You know, I would probably prefer a raft of established 
high capped internationals who happen to be on the bench at this you know particular yeah. time than than you know League One up and coming who may have fantastic careers but they're in League One at the moment and um, ideally for an international standpoint you want them you know top of the Championship Premier League um, but that is in it's Ireland at the moment it's where we are. Um, Hopefully it's a transition period and those players who are showing form are on the way up. Um, you know, Shane Duffy is brilliant to see what a turnaround. Um, you know, to, to see, I just couldn't see him coming back and playing for, for Brighton and, and, you know, going again the Premier League and he has been excellent the first two games. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Tough games, two, two losses, you know, so far, playing Portugal away. Um, I saw a few Portugal in the qualities in the Euros. I saw them obviously plenty of things. When they qualified before and they weren't great, um, they weren't fantastic. You just hope we might, we, you know, in a bit of a, I suppose, hangover from the Euros and we're disappointed how they left it. They're coming back for the first time together and it might be this and here we go again. Hopefully, maybe we can catch them on the hop a little bit. Big ask. Uh, but the two games after that home, we need to get something disqualified from the group or that side was probably definitely. Not definitely gone, obviously, but more than likely gone. But we have to get a bit of positivity for Stephen Kenny if he wants to stay in the job. His contract's coming to an end. Um, if he's trying to get anyone on or get the country on side or get people backing him to bring it forward, he needs to get a result or something from those two games. So, um, But sorry, long answer to your question. Um, I think I answered it to begin with. I prefer mm. more, obviously, in the Premier League. But we have to deal with what we, we have right now. Yeah. Um, so Seth Parrott's a good one. He's showed... In that, you know, last Ireland game, was it the last one? Um, good goal, good performance. Um, or the second last Ireland game? Maybe. Yeah, the last, oh, second last, yeah. Yeah. Andorra. yeah, in Andorra. Listen, obviously it's in Andorra, but he still has to go there and do it. He looked like he, you know, he's finishing the season well. He started this season well. Little things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I was just looking at it and seeing how, I don't know how, what way he picks this squad or how he goes about it, but I imagine it's going to be pretty similar to what it was at the end of the season. So, um, team wise and everything, so hard to start the season. Lads might be might have full preseason, like niggles might be in the team just because of that, not because of their form. It's hard to to go on anything in this first first few games. Yeah, we'll talk about it more. We'll know the squad obviously next week, but we'll we'll talk ahead of the Portugal game and we'll kind of discuss what teams. Where do you go with the likes of Robbie Brady? Who doesn't have a club. Connor Harrahan is not getting the game. Jeff Hendrick is not getting the game, etc. Or whether you go with these guys who are playing football but at a lower level. So it's got to be a really tough decision for Kenny um, when it comes to it. Um, we just before before we get to the international break, though, there is another weekend of Premier League to go, and uh, we're going to do uh, Ladbrokes one two three now, Kevin, where you will pick uh, the scores of three games from this weekend's game uh, Premier League games. Um, you can play for free on Ladbrokes.com now. Um, you pick the right score in one game, you get a one euro free bet. You pick it in two you get a five euro free bet and if you get all three you win 100 euro cash the first one here is the big one kevin it's liverpool yeah. versus chelsea 100 records like this is a great game liverpool look somewhat back to themselves so far without having really been tested van dyke is back that's half of it i think you know even in terms of their long balls and their distribution and everything like that um but chelsea have looked great so far as well and lukaku did seem on sunday in that chelsea game like he's just like he is just such a nightmare for defenders that you think this is going to benefit mount it's going to benefit pulisic it's going to benefit havertz etc etc they're all going to be better because lukaku's there taking up space in the middle yeah, exactly. Taking up space, dragging center halves, causing them to deal with him, um, and letting people have space around them. <laughs> Liverpool at home have a you know just 
talking about having a crowd back again, it was great to, you know, Anfield was buzzing the other day. That has to be a big advantage to Liverpool. You wonder why they were so poor last season. Could be a big reason for that. Um, you know, they definitely the way they play goes with the noise and the urging of the crowd, the atmosphere. Um, I've just, you know, spoke about already disappointed with Klopp after the game one about Burnley. So I'm going to have to go with Chelsea. And I really like Lukaku. I beat him up a lot during the Euros. There's a lot of clips of him. Um, I was doing the analysis, so I think I go. Um, I think I go a two-one away win to Chelsea. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I've just seen them the other day, and the Lukaku started on fire already. Or started on form. He looks so fit as well. Just a different player to what was at Man United. I'm gonna go with I'll stick with two-one yeah. Chelsea win. Okay, very good. Definitely a different player. Uh, so, yeah, that that's look, the main event of the weekend. It's on Saturday evening on Sky Sports. The second game then, the two Sunday games we're going to look at, Burnley versus Leeds. We talked about Burnley already. Um, you know, Leeds, I think we're still to see exactly what they'll be. I see Calvin Phillips uh, playing in the League Cup last night and scoring. That's that's a big deal for them, I think. Um, uh, but, yeah, like, I mean, I, I actually wouldn't know where to start with this one, I have to be honest, at this stage of the season. Yeah. Difficult one, uh, you know, I spoke about Burnley, I think, with you, but maybe they could be my uh, one to drop into the bottom mm-hmm. three this year. Um, they were very good against Liverpool, really unsettled them, but I think Leeds will be able to deal with that better. Calvin Phillips coming back, I'd imagine he'll start now. Um, they drew two all at the weekend with Everton Leeds, didn't they? It's their first point, mm-hmm. I think, after losing to Man United. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with a Leeds win here. Um, I'm going to go with a... Ooh, I'm going to go 2-0 to Leeds. 2-0 to Leeds at Turf Moor. And then your old club Wolves against Manchester United uh, reminds me of a, a, a goal you scored in this particular fixture, I think, or was it at Old Trafford? Uh, a winner uh, late on yeah. a few uh, years ago. I think it might have been at Old Trafford, actually. Yeah, no, it? Uh, no, it was at Wolves, yeah. Oh, was it? I get confused between Reading here and Wolves. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, Wolves in many nights. Wolves... Um, you know, I'm just not sure yet on them, and they haven't really made too many signs. Talking them losing a few players as well. Really interesting this season with Wolves. It could be a you know dark horse to be down the bottom of the table for such a successful few years. Man United again, as you know, we've just spoke about them so much. Losing this to hard drama Southampton. Go there and beat Southampton. Southampton look like they're going to be poor. For such a good start to season, Man United and everyone on side, and then they go and and draw with Southampton. But I'm going to go with Man United. Um, Okay. Cavani's sort of I think he's back in around the squad as well Cavani um, I've seen him been interviewed so I'd imagine he'll be back um, but yeah Man United to win 3-1 3-1 right 3 away wins there are you worried just like the Southampton I didn't see the Southampton game now just the highlights but yes, just yeah. from even the result and going behind does it feel immediately like same old same old United are going to be good 2 out of 3 weeks and then not be good the 3rd week and ultimately because of that finished 3rd or 4th yeah, but listen, that's where we thought they were going to be this season. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. everyone has them down this third or fourth. Anyway, in fairness, so far they've made a couple of good signings. I thought maybe another one going. Um, so I think they're going to be stronger than last year themselves, but I think the teams around them, Chelsea, are stronger. Liverpool are going to be better. So I just think they are going to be third or fourth. I think it will be a bit like last season. That's, that was a last season result yesterday, wasn't it? Mm. Really, game, really impressive. Everyone talking about how good they were. And go out then the following week and you know nearly lose, go down, go behind come back this is good that they come back they always come back in fairness when you see them go behind you think this is still have a chance to come back but they always seems to take them you know 50 60 minutes to wake up and get going in a game especially after they've had a good result the next one is always seems to be the case was last season season before so 
don't know what it is, psychological or what it is about their preparation. Um, that seems to be the case. They can't get out of first gear in games. But, um, yeah, a bit, bit like last season. But um, they, I, I do think they are better than last season in their whole squad. Yeah. Um, but as I said, everyone else is as well. Sounds to me like they're the type of team, Kevin, that are probably brought for ice cream after a good result instead of uh, instead of told that they were they were shite. And here's a video analysis of everything we did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone for three three away wins in one two three. If you agree, uh, uh, Chelsea to win two one, Leeds to win two nil, and uh, Manchester United to beat Wolves three one. If you agree or disagree with Kevin, you can play for free yourself right now on Ladbrokes.com. Labrooks one two three uh pick one result you get one euro free bet you pick two you get five euro free bet and if you get all three you win a hundred euro cash Kevin um one more Premier League weekend then it's all about Ireland talk for the next week after that so get ready get geared up <laughs> get studying exactly we all have to thanks a million enjoy the week cheers mate talk to you soon thanks a million to Kevin we'll be back with more build up as I said lots of Ireland stuff next week um, to come um, thanks a million for listening of course if you're having a bet on the Premier League or anything else at all in the world of sport please always gamble responsibly visit www.net for more information